0: Hi, folks. This is Rick Doc Walker the DOC.
1: This is John Kime, and you're listening to the mess hall with Rally Captain and Tailgate Ted.
2: What's going on, everybody?
0: Welcome back to the mess hall. It's your boy here, Tailgate Ted, joined as always by my man, Rally Captain.
2: Yo, what's up, everybody? It's August the 2nd, 2022. Let's get it. Amen, brother.
0: Amen. And for those that, uh, wondering since last week what we've been up to we added a new show feature so now you can leave me or rally a voicemail or a text message you can send us questions for the show hopefully some nice comments for the show at 202-677-5860 but don't worry you don't have to memorize that number you can just go to dmvmesshall.com and you can click on voicemail button or show button there, and it'll pop you right to it. So we're looking forward to getting some feedback from y'all and actually playing that live on the show while we're recording.
2: And make sure you guys do that, because the show means nothing without participation and you guys' support, And which, by the, by, by the, by the way, has been off the charts. So I got to say that, and we really appreciate that. So keep, keep it up, guys.
0: It really has been. I can tell when I upload the episode for those, you know, Rally said it's Tuesday. It's Tuesday night. I'm probably done editing and uploading, getting this thing up by 11. I have it post at 9 a.m. every Wednesday morning. Immediately at 9.05, I recheck, and it's already had a couple hundred downloads because from all those people that are subscribing, they're automatically downloading it. It's helping us out. So thank you for downloading, subscribing, liking. It's just helping grow the show. And let me tell you, man, I know you and I went out to camp last week. I've been out four times since our last show. And a bunch of people tapping me on the shoulder, taking pictures, saying they've been hearing it, they're loving it, and they can't wait till the next one drops.
2: I love to hear that, man. You know, I I actually got stopped on the street, oddly enough. I mean, the guy says, hey, you're the rally captain. By the way, you and Ted are doing a great job. I was like, wow. All right, well, thanks, man. You you just never know who you touch or who you reach.
0: You don't, man. And I don't doubt that you got stopped on the street because you're the rally captain, but to hear that they know about the show makes me blush a little bit. So I'm glad we're actually on YouTube with the show as well so people can see that.
2: Definitely. People get behind visual more so sometimes than than just hearing, so let's do it.
0: So not trying to rub it in to fans that did not make the lottery but rally and i were able to get out there last wednesday when camp opened up for the first day of practice and boy did it feel good to be back out there and actually watching some football even though it was practice just to watch some football for a change
2: let me tell you ted you know what made it really wonderful for me was the mere fact that I was able to talk to my fellow brothers and sisters. I mean, don't get me wrong, I enjoyed seeing the players, but I just missed the camaraderie that the fan base has because whether whether you're, you're whatever your denomination or whatever, people forget all that stuff and we become one and that's what I love, man.
0: I'm right there with you, man. Football to me is family. It doesn't care if you're a Republican, Democrat, independent, what religion you are, we all love this team or else we wouldn't be out there in the hot sun supporting them. So everything else goes out the window. And something we talked about in earlier episodes, training camp is like a mini family reunion for a lot of us because we don't live close to each other. We only see each other at games. When I see people at the tailgate, I mean, you included, I don't ever get a chance to really talk to you or see how you're doing because I'm so busy out there. And you're always running around from spot to spot and taking pictures. So camp gives us a chance to actually spend time and catch up.
2: Exactly. I mean, I don't know the last time prior to us coming to the podcast, really being able to vibe more than five (laughs) minutes. I mean, because like you said, I've got places to go, you know, places tailgates to go to and and i stop by to see you and say hey what's up i basically give you a salute and put a little tip in your tip jar and keep it moving so yeah man this is this is good stuff
0: no it really is and the team has admittedly kind of botched some of this and they have started to redo some of the camp process so this past weekend, they sent an email out to season ticket holders. And if you're a season ticket holder and you did not get this email, check your spam, check your promotions, make sure you didn't miss it, do a search for it. If you still don't have it, contact your ticket rep or hit me up. I will forward you the email. And if you're not a season ticket holder, me forwarding you the email does nothing because you have to put in your account number. But they have decided that they're able to open up additional practice dates in Ashburn for fans.
2: I saw so, that. Yeah, I saw that, man. That's awesome. because so we need it. You we do. You can't get enough of football, man. Live football, you, can't, you never can get enough of it.
0: I mean, I'm sure people listening saw Nikki Javala's tweet from last Thursday that showed maybe six fans out of camp. And she needed to put some context to that tweet. It was kind of embarrassing. And I think it got 14,000 likes last time I checked and it went viral everywhere. That picture was taken at the end of the day. So that's number one. And I'm not trying to defend the team. I'm just trying to give people the entire picture.
2: A little bit better understanding because the fact of the matter is right now, right now, no matter what we do, it's wrong. If it's right, it's wrong. If it's left, it's wrong. If it's up, it's wrong. So no matter what, it's going to be wrong. And, and, and you know what, man, what I really realize is there are a lot of people who thrive on the negativity. Oh they, yeah. They, they thrive on it. I don't understand it, but they do. And so I knew it was going to be a firestorm once I saw that. And sure enough, I mean, that thing went viral. So yeah, I'm glad that you're able to give context because I wasn't there, you know, I've only been able to go to one, one day of camp due to my job, you know, being so uh, stressed out with, with, with uh, our numbers being as low as they are, but break that down for me, man. So that was at the end of camp. You're saying.
0: That was at the end of the day when a lot of players were pretty much done and kind of walked by, but Wednesday and Thursday were sweet holder day and corporate sponsor day. So rally and I were lucky enough to get called off stand standby list. I'm not a sweet holder. I'm not a corporate sponsor you know, I know rally isn't either.
2: I'm definitely not.
0: <laughs> so, you know, we lucked out and we're one of the chosen few that got a golden ticket Thursday. They had a big corporate sponsor that was given passes. And this is not uncommon. The Raiders only open some stuff up to big sponsors in the PSL holders. So don't knock the commanders for doing this. Cause you guys know I will knock them if they screw up, but it's kind of an exclusive benefit that they're trying to give people that are giving them a ton of cash. Well, a lot of those sponsors handed those tickets out and the people didn't show up. So the team realized the error in their ways, and they have reopened more dates up to season ticket holders. Now, key word there is, season ticket holders if you're not a season ticket holder the best way to see the team practice is this saturday at fedex field and there are still spots available on Ticketmaster. doesn't cost you a single thing and i'll be able to announce on social media there's something special that's going to be happening that day i just can't let the cat out the bag yet they've asked me to be quiet on but thursday sorry friday and saturday was open up to regular fans And there were a ton of people there, and ever since then, there've been a bunch of fans out there.
2: That's what's needed. I mean, I like you said. I think that at this juncture, they realize the mistakes that they made. And one thing that I've always said: all right, you make a mistake, admit to your mistake, move on. Don't keep dogging them out. If they, if 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 they're man enough, woman enough to admit it, then Say, all right, you, you did it. Let's move on. How do you plan on correcting it? That's what we want to see. How do you plan on correcting it?
0: Yeah, and nobody's perfect. And this is not a mistake on the scale of the 90th anniversary announcement with unforced errors, misspelling people's names, getting dates wrong. That was completely avoidable. This was a brand new process that they decided to try out because other teams tried it themselves. Now the Texans realized it was a failure and decided not to do a lottery. Well, the commanders now have realized that this didn't really work out. It's gotten horrible publicity. It's gone viral and made them look bad. So they're trying to adjust. So I commend them for making that adjustment and trying to make it easier because if you're lucky enough to be out there, man, I was out there today. I was out there yesterday. They're signing everything. Wentz was out there and made sure everybody got an autograph. The other day, awesome. Terry did the same thing. Coach awesome. Rivera was hanging out last person to leave. He made sure everybody got a picture. I mean, it's been great because it's such a smaller intimate setting. I'm curious to hear what your thoughts are of camp in Ashburn versus Richmond, just kind of layout out and everything else.
2: Well, first off, I mean, We've gone over this, but I'll say it again. You really limited yourself to your true fans who may be not able to afford a ticket, but wanted to come see the team for free. A lot of fans. And I gave a a false number, but as I said before, let's, let's hypothetically say Richmond allows 5,000 people. We know Richmond allows more than that, but I'm just saying 5,000 people. Now you've gone to Ashburn and you've cut it down to, to almost 200, let's hypothetically say in the grand scheme of things. So naturally, what are you gonna do with the other 4,300 people or, or 40, uh, uh, yeah. You know what I mean? What, what, are, you gonna, what are you gonna do with the 4,800 other people that wanna come support the team and wanna put some possible money in your pockets, let alone the city. So they dropped the ball, you know, everything, unfortunately, or fortunately is a learning experience. And here we are, they've learned. I mean, it could be worse. It could be like Philadelphia to where they don't allow anyone in except I think for one day, one day. So yeah, one day. So, I mean, no, we're not Philadelphia. We're we're the commanders, but it it could be worse. But you, you have to understand that if you, if you do something like that, you have to ease into it. You just can't jump into it. And then if you do jump into it, you can't make the mistakes the way that you did. So I'm just happy, as I said, that, hey, look, they they got it taken care of, they're learning, they're growing, and they realize the error of the ways. and, And hopefully within the next couple of weeks, we'll see some changes, see and hear some changes.
0: And we just want them to get it right the first time. But if that's not possible, then fix it, and we move on. And yes, yep. camp has been in Ashburn before, but mm-hmm. keep in mind, all of these people are new. No one that was here back then is still employed by the team. So
2: I no, yeah,
0: it's a work in progress. Just know that I have talks with the team. I have. A lot of behind-the-scenes discussions with them about the screw-ups. And I am happy to voice those vocally to them behind the scenes for you guys and publicly when they don't listen. So if there is something that you all feel is an injustice to the fan base, let Rally know. Let me know. And we will go to bat for you if we agree. If you're upset that they don't have Coke versus Pepsi, I'm there with you, but I'm not dying on that hill.
2: Not, not that one. <laughs> no. Yeah, but, you nah. know,
0: today, Coach Rivera had these new Nike commander shoes on that
2: he was wearing. I saw, I, I saw them. I'm like, I saw them. Coach, yeah.
0: Where yeah. are these, man? The fans want to buy them. Trust me. You will hear me yell and complain until we can all buy those shoes and rock those at camp and at games. That's all I'm saying. Just let us be your mouthpiece because I'm not saying we got more pull, but I can raise up a hell of a dust storm if they screw up, trust me.
2: And they don't really want that. It goes back to the squeaky oil. The squeaky wheel gets the oil. So there we are. So, you know, man, like you said, no one, Every this is a, pretty much a, all new crew. New crew. so the the what they're bringing their experiences that they're bringing aren't necessarily, I guess, football experience, if you will. So what may have worked in one genre won't work on the other. And I think that they're starting to see that and starting to reach out more to say, "Hey, what do you guys think about this or or give me your give me your thoughts?" because and and also realize this. Me and Ted is just me and Ted. And there's so many ideas and things that we can think of, but that's why we need your participation to let us know because we can't think of everything. We just can't. So spit it out, give us your participation, let us know, and hopefully we can get it up the chain to where it needs to go so that your idea could be the next one that they implement. You you never know.
0: And we're hoping because one thing that we mentioned, and I mentioned to them specifically on a call was you guys aren't telling fans what time camp is. So uh, Monday's camp, I'm hanging out there till two o'clock. So J.P. Finley from 106.7 The Fan, one of my boys, he does his show live from camp parking lot. It's hilarious to me because a ton of fans walk up and get them to sign his signature on their Redskins helmets and memorabilia. J.P. is just a radio guy. Damn good at it, but he's just a radio guy. Mm -hmm. And he tries to tell them, I don't want to devalue that helmet it's like Jahan Dotson signed that football. I'm a, you know, a 40-year-old white blogger. What do you want my signature for? But I'm out there, no joke, Rally, having lunch with JP. Fans were showing up at 1 o'clock trying to get into camp. Mm. Showing up at 2 o'clock trying to get into camp. I'm like, do these people not have Google? Because camp's been over since 11. Yeah. Like, what are you doing just posting up and it's not like aspirin's next to anything so i hope that they maybe work at a data center out there and they were just trying to see on a whim if they could get in but the new dates have the times of practice 9 a.m is majority of it they've got a three thirty in the afternoon and they've got a 10 o'clock but that was from direct feedback from them not telling us what time camp was because in the past they were two a days
2: you exactly. got to pass for that
0: day you come in the morning, you come in the afternoon, don't matter.
2: You are good to go. And, and so that's the other thing. And, and do we know why they're not allowing two-a-day practices? Is, are, is the team not having two-a-day practices or across the league? Or, or what's the deal? Do you know about that? Because I don't know.
0: So the team is having two-a-days. The afternoon is a walkthrough. So okay. it's not open to media. So it's not open to fans
2: uh, at that play point. In- play installation. Gotcha. Yeah. So okay. because sense. of that, that, that's why
0: there is no afternoon practice. And I'm kind of happy about it. Cause I don't want to get stuck in rush hour traffic leaving. Cause I would probably stay there until it was over. And next thing you know, it's six o'clock and I'm not getting home until 10.
2: Yeah. But, and not only, not only that, I'm, I'm glad it's closed as well, because I clearly heard them say, do not take pictures or video when they're running the 11 on 11. And I've seen, video so people don't listen so I'm glad that they didn't uh, make that open to everyone smart move
0: yeah they've kind of stopped enforcing that people are yeah they have I I'm not pulling my phone out I've got my notebook that I take notes on you know how many picks did Carson throw today what's going on over there but they're not really walking up to fans and one thing that was interesting is the first part of camp It was just team employees. They've actually hired CSC, the event staff that does FedEx field games, Capital One games, every concert, every event you go to CSC is out there. So to me, I tweeted this the other day, that shows me that the team is investing because CSC is not coming out there for free. So they are making this monetary investment to have more fans there because they wouldn't have the security guards out there if they didn't think they were going to have a ton of people out there. And today there were a couple hundred people out there. And oh, it was a great turnout. That.
2: Love to hear that.
0: I mean, nowhere near Richmond numbers. And that's just, you know, partially because it is what it is location wise and not that easy to get to. And I miss going to ZZQ after camp, but you know, if you're going to be out there tomorrow when you listen to this, I'll be out there. Let me know. Happy to grab some Chick Fil A with you. You know, we can shoot the S and talk about what we thought. And speaking of which, I want to hear your thoughts on the day that you got to go. What did you think of the team from what you saw in person?
2: Uh, initially, there was a little bit of um, disorganization, if you will. But First it's to day. be expect- Yeah, first day. So, and realistically. That's all I can say other than individuals. I, I, I'm still a, a Wentz fan, and I know that people are trying to dog him out because he threw four interceptions out of five passes or whatever have you. It's camp. This is when, this is when I want him to do it. N- n- no, no. <laughs> this, this is when I want him to do it. I want him to get all that nonsense out of him because if you don't do it now, then obviously you'll do it later. But when he does do that, what I like to see – in all honesty, and I don't know if we have the drill sergeant type of coach, but hey, no, that's not where it, where it goes. I remember in high school, and and not honestly, okay, I know this isn't high school, college, it's pro. You pay guys guy a lot of money, but at the same time, you can still show emotion to get behind the guy and say, no, that's not where it's supposed to go. It's supposed to go here. What did you see? Why did you do that? Have him explain itself to you. I don't know if they do it. At least I didn't see that, and maybe we're so far away, to where the coach may have pulled him to the side and said, Hey, you know, come on, Carson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? I didn't see that, but but we I think that's needed. You know, I saw um the individual running back drills, and man, we're gonna have some studs in, in the backfield, bro. I, I don't know who they're gonna cut. I mean, I gee, it's I, I'd hate to be in that position to, to have to cut these some of those guys. Um Jahan, he looks like Terry 2.0, scary Terry 2.0. We got to come up with a name for Jahan. Um, Jahan the bomb. I don't know, but uh, we got to We got to figure out something. But the guy looks good, and for right now, that's all I can tell you, bro. Because I need to see him in pads, and I need to see those helmets clashing before I can really give an in-depth review of what's going on with him. What about no, you?
0: That makes sense. I mean, the reason why I decided to go today on the te- on the second. Is because today was the first day of full pads. So I got to go with you last week and I've been out three more times since then. And I've been taking notes and you know just trying to digest everything. And the first day I was there with you, I saw, you know, JD McKissick, not the JD McKissick, Antonio Gibson, not really doing anything. I saw, you know, a couple of guys that weren't there that started on PUP, obviously, Chase. Chase Ruye, Chase Young, Logan Paulson, those guys not out there. The next couple of days, you know, started to get a little alarming. First day, Carson overthrowing receivers. Second day, Carson overthrowing receivers. Monday, and those of you that follow any of the local commanders media, Carson threw two back-to-back interceptions. And then another one later on that day. And it's not the fact that he's overthrowing receivers. It's how bad he's missing and how long he's holding on to the football. You and I were standing beside each other and we were just making a comment, like counting Mississippi's in our head. Like, what's he doing? He's just waiting too long. And Terry in his press conference, when he said, He's excited to play with a quarterback like Carson because he waits till the last second to give that receiver a chance to get open. If he tries that he is going to get obliterated.
2: Yeah, I I, I think you're right. And I say that because I'm agreeing with you because I don't know how realistically our line is and what he's used to from an offensive standpoint. And, it's obviously gonna be quicker. And one thing that, that everyone has always said is, during this time, the defense has the advantage. So there's a little bit that, I think what he's trying to do possibly is, in his mind, get the route down, why, he, why he's holding the ball so long, because at some point in time, you, you gotta let him throw the ball, even though it seems like forever in our mind, if you don't do it, then how are you gonna get the experience? So I think that right now he's not necessarily worried about the internal clock because, A, no one can touch him. B, the defense doesn't really have a true, uh, you know, stop, if you will. They can just bull rush all all day, every day. But I think it's it's mainly to allow him to at least see where the ball needs to go for this particular play when the, when the coach calls it because the coach said, hey, he's not used to this offense. He's he's getting used to it. And I don't want to make it sound like I'm making excuses for him. However, I'm going to make excuses for him right now.
0: <laughs> you kind of are. and I, I,
2: got, I have to.
0: One, one thing I'll say based on that is last year, Ryan Fitzpatrick in camp told reporters, he throws a ton of YOLO balls in camp because he wants to see if he can complete them now. Versus in a game. So he didn't care if he got picked off during camp. Mm -hmm. Carson is the exact opposite. So he actually told reporters that he treats, treats camp situations like they're a game. And what scares me is if that's his mindset and his outlook towards camp, then we're in for a long season. And yes, the defense is ahead of the offense right now which is how it traditionally is. But do you remember we are talking about OTAs and how that offense was just smacking that defense around? Yeah. No pass rush. Now he's got a rush in his face. He's holding on to that ball way too long, and his footwork isn't there. So Logan Paulson, who we played clips from his show, Take Command Podcast, a couple times on here, He says, when you're watching the quarterback, watch from the feet down to see where he is. Carson's drops aren't consistent. And I was hearing a couple of Indianapolis kind of uh, sports reporters talk about how the Indianapolis line got mad at him because he wasn't where he was supposed to be on a three-step drop, on a five-step drop, because his footwork was erratic. Because he's got so much strength in that upper body, He doesn't need to have proper footwork or proper quarterback etiquette, if you will, to make the throw because his arm is so strong. So his fundamentals go out the window from time to time. He's overthrowing Cam Sims. He's overthrowing Cole Turner. These guys are six foot six. And he's overthrowing them at times when he's got no pass rush. So it's just... We talked about it. It's in Carson's head that concerns me. And that's what's really looked kind of stood out to me so far in camp. Because mm-hmm. we've all seen the team tweet out a highlight of a 60 yard bomb of Jahan. But yeah. there's a lot of throws in between that, that we're not seeing on social media that I'm seeing in person that are scaring me with.
2: The only thing I can say about that, Ted, is this. I'll be at the practice on Saturday. Initially, I said that I was not going to be able to make it. I had a prior commitment, but uh, that didn't work out the way that I thought it was. So I had to cancel. And I will be there on Saturday. And I'm not sure if they're going to be in full pads or not. I'm hoping that they are so that I can truly get a look at what's going on. And then on next week's podcast, I'll be able to let you know everything that you're saying to find out does the rubber meet the road.
0: So I think they're going to be in full pads. If I remember last year, they were in full pads at that Friday night practice. Now full pads is a little bit of a, I guess, kind of misnomer because they're hitting, but they're not going to the ground. So you're hitting somebody and then pretend to wrap and then boom, you let go. So they're not taking anyone down. And It gives the offensive line a chance to push back. So I really wanted to be there today because Monday's practice, Carson threw three picks, Taylor threw one, Sam Howell threw one, Antonio Gibson just on easy flat passes during one-on-one warmups, dropped three balls. You know, it's just the offense looked bad. So I'm thinking, okay, go out there tomorrow, see what's going on, see how they look. The offensive line still got manhandled. And part of this is because you still don't have Trey Turner who you signed to as a new pickup this off season. So he hasn't played. He's your starting guard. You know, Chase Ruye is back off of a broken leg. This was his first day in full pads off of, I think he got off of IR yesterday and first day back today or off a of pup, but the defensive line is just eating them apart. And there was one play today that, It reminded me of that Carson left-hand interception. Oh, no. Montez came in, and look online. A bunch of the reporters will talk about it. But Montez came in. Carson held on to it way too long and tried to flip it out in the flat. And that thing was this close, this close to being picked off, man. It was just a, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh. What the hell do I do with this thing? Just get it out of my hands. And that's the stuff that scares me
2: okay let me let me stop you real quick let me stop you so when he did that what did the coaches do
0: nothing man they're not going to berate him in front of everybody because those that don't know before they drafted Sam Howell in what the fifth round they called up Carson Wentz his ego and this is just my opinion his ego is damaged right now He's been on three teams in three years. They need to cater to this guy because I don't think, and this is tailgate Ted talking, I don't think his ego can handle it. So they'll review that in a private coach's film session with him and talk to him and say, what were you thinking here? You cannot get rid of that ball. You take that sack or you... Throw that ball away a lot sooner because he had held on to it for at least five to six seconds by the time that rush really got there because the defense is told to let up, to let the Mm -hmm. offense at least go through the motions. Mm -hmm. After a while, they can only let up so much. And Sweat was right there. Next thing you know, he just flutters that ball out there. and It was just, it was ugly, man. And I hope Coach Zampezi can fix
2: that. See, I, I'm totally against that, bro. I'm totally against it. And like I said, I know this is pro, but at the same time, fundamentals of football are fundamentals of football, whether it's from peewee up to pro. You blow the whistle, run it back. Don't do that. Let's run it back. Now, maybe because fans are there, maybe they didn't do it. But something tells me during closed practices, the coach blows that whistle and says, no, run it back. But My thing is this. We know that being an NFL quarterback, you've got to have thick skin. I think about my Twitter posts and the feedback that I get on some of my posts. I got to have thick skin, bro. (laughs) So come on, man. Once you put in the fact that you're getting paid millions of dollars. Millions. 28 to be exact. Exactly. Millions of dollars to, to be a quarterback. You've got to figure out a way to, to, to put that leather skin on. Skin so tough instead of skin so soft. You've got to put some skin so tough on. And if that's what it takes, then you got to do it. You know, everybody obviously reacts differently to different coaches. But this is almost like uh, the movie with Denzel Washington. He says, don't cotta my boys. They don't need to be, you know, re- what was it, uh, Petey, re- re- Reverend, oh, yeah. you know, You know, he he, he couldn't handle the pressure. You know, Petey couldn't handle the pressure. Remember the Titans, exactly. So at some point in time, figure got the balance of the coaches. And if he needs to get in his butt, get in his butt, pull him. Come on, man. You got to learn. You got to do it. And
0: this was 11 on 11 drills. And they were rotating from the first team to the second team and back and forth. And it's just, when you're out there, the the team practices for roughly 90 minutes Mm -hmm. and they'll blow a whistle when the next session's up. I don't think, and who knows you're probably right. They probably do this when we're not there, but they definitely don't want the media getting that and making that go viral because that's just going to make everything look horrible. And then, like I said, they're not stopping fans from videotaping. So next thing you know, someone else is going to get that. So I'm hoping that those things are happening behind the scenes and when we're not there whatever's going on but it's just it's alarming to me because everything we saw and heard from minicamp and otas has made a complete 180 with carson and yes he's connecting on a couple of long bombs here and there but he hasn't looked that crisp He's overthrowing people and he's making bad judgment decisions. And Is that because he doesn't know the playbook? Because the playbook hasn't changed from OTA and minicamp. It's still the same playbook. So what's going on?
2: Yeah, it hasn't changed, but at the same time, you didn't have the dynamics that you have now. So it's a little different. Just just a little bit. But I'm I'm agreeing with you that um, it's got to get fixed sooner than later. But one of the things that we'd also heard was that he's not really a practice type of guy you know even though in our minds if he doesn't do it now how can he do it in the game but what other people have said is that he's not really a practice type of guy but he will show up on the field at this point i don't know what to believe bro so i just so i was gonna fingers, ask you my fingers crossed
0: do you think it's a indictment on the offense looking bad Or is it the fact that this defense in year two being together is looking good? Kendall Fuller's back, Cam Curl's back, Bob McCain's back, William Jackson III's back. You know, do you think that the defense, who was 25th in, I think it was yards last season, is just gelling
2: better and that the offense just hasn't caught up yet? Well, I'll give you – a partial answer to that, and, well, no, screw it. I'll give you a whole answer to that. We know that the defense is going to be better just because they're the defense. We know that what defensive backs love, they love freaking pressure from the quarterback, from the defensive line. It helps them. So until truly we can go against someone other than ourselves to put up more than a a, a 55% or 60% effort, you're not going to know. And that's one of the things that I hate, the fact that we're not going up against somebody else, Now another team. Now, I know that they did it because of the whole injury bug and everything like that. I I, I get it. But B. Mitch always says, you know, and I know this isn't back in the day, but they had to go almost 100% back then.
0: Well, it's coach Gibbs. Yeah.
2: yeah. Yeah. You know, they had to go hundred percent. This is not even close to it. So you give yourself a false sense of security. And I don't want to say I'm happy that that curls back. I'm happy that fuller's back. I'm, I'm happy that, um, St. Juice, I'm happy that everybody's back. No doubt about it. I, I want that cohesive Bobby. I'm happy that everyone's back for the cohesiveness of the unit, but I, I think that because of where we are right now, it it gives us a false sense of security. And I don't want false senses. I I want to be able to see the real deal. And unfortunately, the only way we're gonna be able to see the real deal is that first preseason game.
0: Oh, agreed, agreed. And that's what's so frustrating. You know, we talked about this on a previous episode. Rivera said he wanted to do joint practices with somebody. And then next thing you know, it's not happening. And is that because of the whole J.D. McKissick, Buffalo Bills, he's going there, and then we kind of tampered last minute after the fact that he said he was going to sign with them, the fact that we're not going to Kansas City and practicing out there for a couple of days with Andy Reid, and you know Rivera's got a good connection with Andy Reid, none of that makes sense. I don't get that at all. But one thing, though, is – Those guys are giving it their all. They're not letting up. John Allen has been tearing that offensive line up. He has been making sure those boys understand that he's not going to let up on them at all, and I felt bad because they were doing individual offensive-defensive line drills. So you've got five linemen out there, and you had one defensive pass rusher rushing the guy straight ahead across from his helmet. And the defense, for the most part, like – our starters were just wrecking shot. And hmm. it was kind of embarrassing a couple of times when John lined up against his guy and Sweat lined up against his guy and Duran did because they were just taking the town. And yes, last year we had the sixth ranked offensive line, but people got to remember Eric Flowers was gone. You lost your first all pro in 20 years in Brandon Sheriff and Rouget is coming off a broken leg. So this ain't the same offensive line that we had last year. So this line needs to gel and Trey Turner has not practiced again, which is very alarming. And there's nothing they can do about it. They need him to get healthy so he can be out there because you don't want someone to come back too early. It's just out of any position. I played offensive line. No, granted in high school
2: but what oh yeah what, what, what position did you play man left tackle I
0: played <laughs> defensive tackle and I played fullback and I hated playing left tackle bro that was absolutely miserable mm. just having the best pass rusher come up against you every single <laughs> play until we actually had a left-handed quarterback at one point so then I was happy that they switched the pass rusher to hit the other guy's size. and didn't have to worry about it, but Oh man, that was miserable. But mm. that O-line, they need to gel. They need to pass guys off to one another. They need to be in there together. I'd almost say more so than any other position group on a team because they are truly one unit and to not have Turner out there, and to not have Schweitzer play guard because he's playing backup center because rude is just coming back, it's – and, yes, it is week two of camp. But it's setting you back on your timetable.
2: Well, uh, first game is September 11th against Jacksonville. First preseason game is against uh, – who's our first preseason game against? Uh,
0: we've got the Panthers next Saturday.
2: The the, the next Saturday, do do you realize that next Saturday? So at some point in time, you've got to go ahead and get those backups in position. And if they aren't going to be able to get in position, is it too late to possibly pull somebody off the street? I don't want to say that, but if you're saying you you aren't, because I haven't seen it. But if you're saying they're just getting toasted, then, all right, Turner, what are you going to do for your blocking schemes to help your guys win? And what are you going to tell Carson to help himself win? I mean, one thing that we we always said about Heineke was, yeah, he's not the tallest. He doesn't have the strongest arm, but the kid could move around. His mobility helped make up a lot of that. And I don't see the same mobility in Carson. It's one, no. thing that, it's one thing to have an arm, but if you don't have the mobility, then you're shooting yourself in the foot. So imagine Brady with our line. Yeah, it's Brady, but it wouldn't matter. And that's what scares me.
0: Yeah, and you mentioned Brady, and I can't remember who it was. It was another podcast I was listening to. They said one thing that all the beat reporters noticed. When the team did a joint practice with the Patriots, they got to see how the Patriots did everything. When the Patriots left camp, they saw players come out and basically mimic what the Patriots did when they warmed up, when they got ready. You get to see basically how the other half lives, if you will, and Mm -hmm. kind of adapt. If that's what it took for the Patriots to win, then let's do that. And that's what really frustrates me is it's, you know, yeah, you want to hit the other guy. You want to see how our linebackers do against Travis Kelsey, you know, but also you want to have a barometer to compare yourself to. And right now the defense, and I don't think it's a defense stepping up personally. I think it's the offense taking steps back and they're just not there.
2: But aggressive. Okay.
0: if we remember last training camp, We all thought that the defense was amazing. It's just a top five defense just crushing the offense like they did the previous year. Well, then the season comes, 2021's here, and then we're the 25th ranked defense in points allowed last season. And we know that they got run up and down the field and it was just a bad offense and a bad defense. So I need to know, and I guess we're only going to maybe get that from preseason, but even preseason is not a good judge because your first team's not going to be out there. Carson's not going to be out there. Terry's not going to be out there. So we're really not going to know until I want to say maybe week three, what this team has, because you got guys that are still going to be rusty from a starter perspective week one and week two.
2: Hmm. I think the first preseason game, you're going to see the starters at least five snaps, five or six snaps.
0: Yeah. One series, maybe yeah. one series, but what do you get from one series?
2: Well, you get to see fundamentals and what you need to work on and to see, OK, well, you know what? Hypothetically, we had Joe Schmo in. Now we got to put in Joe Satch's head because Joe Schmo he can't handle the smoke. That's what you see if that's what it takes. I don't know how many times people who you thought were going to be starters wound up being second string. This isn't this is any different. And if this is truly the make or break third season that Ron keeps talking about, you're going to see people getting switched in and out. You just are. We can't afford to say, well, you know what? I know he's not doing good, but I'm going to stick with him. No, if there's a young stud that's in camp that's showing you what he can do, then you freaking put him in, put him in play and see what he does. Go, that mindset of, well, that's my starter from two years ago. I'm going to let him handle everything. But if he's getting whooped, it's a hard pill to swallow, but you gotta transfer the guy out and, and put another guy in his position. We, I agree we with you. It. We did it with, uh, with, uh, our running back when he fumbled. So come on. It'll be interesting to
0: see. I just don't have faith in Rivera doing that because he didn't do it last year with Jamin Davis. We all knew he wasn't right, but he was just in there and out of position. It's just, just issues I have with his coaching staff personally. But what I'm more concerned about going into preseason and the regular season is Curtis Samuel. Curtis has missed a couple of days of practice, and I want to play a clip for you. This clip is from Thursday morning with Ron Rivera Join the sports junkies those that don't know the sports junkies 20 plus year amazing career here on 106.7 the fan just really best radio show to listen to in the dmv with any sports but here we go yeah
2: gotcha i want to ask you about curtis and i know you get sick of you know answering i'm sorry but um, right. based on his current
1: health, nobody knows yep. what's going to happen. Like you can't predict the future. But based on yep. how he feels right now, how many games do you expect Curtis Samuel to play? Oh, I think I think he can he can play the the, the season if 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 he stays healthy and and in in the condition he's in right now. Could he start game I'm, one I'm right now? I'm pretty confident. Yeah, he could start. Yes. yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So if you were playing oh, yeah. Jacksonville I, I mean, Sunday,
2: I, he would play. I,
1: I, I'll tell you what, did you see the Houdini move he made uh, the other day?
2: No, no. I, that I, I
1: mean, you know, he caught the ball in the flat and he, he made a sidestep move and picked up another 10 yards before the defense rallied on him. I mean, they're, you know, Terry talked about it in his press conference. I mean, the, the guy's explosive. We know the guy, we know what the guy's capable of. Right. And, and, and that's the biggest thing again. We have to manage this. We have to be very mindful of it, and it's you know it's the same thing that we have to do with with, with, with all of our veterans. Same thing we have to do. Our guys coming back off of off of pup. We got to make sure, and we got to make sure these guys remain healthy. You know, this is about players' health and safety. So we just got to kind of bring them along, keep everybody uh, you know in, in good physical shape, and uh, I like our opportunities.
0: So that was Thursday morning, the coach. Set all this to the junks and actually might've been Friday morning, regardless. That was no, think there was Thursday, but stay healthy. I mean, he put a little couple of caveats in there, play the entire season. If he's healthy, obviously anybody can play the entire season. If they're healthy, I mean, come on coach, you know, but those that don't know, Curtis didn't practice Friday. Curtis didn't practice Saturday. Sunday was an off day. So we get back to training camp on Monday. I'm out there. Curtis didn't practice Monday. He was on the side field Monday. It's now Monday, 11 o'clock after practice. And this is coach's pressure to everybody.
1: Uh, Ron, we saw Curtis doing Samuel yep. doing side field stuff. Where, where, what's his status? What's, what's going on with Curtis? Well, the real good thing with it is more so anything else is this is all about the plan. You know, we, we came out the first couple of days, got a chance to really look at him. I know he and, he and Al talked a little bit, and there was some concern as far as just his overall football conditioning and shape. You know, you can, you can train all you want. You can condition all you want. But coming back and, and doing some of the things that we want him to do, we've got to be smart with it. Al and, uh, and his guys have, 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 have a plan. Um, and so with Curtis, we're going to stick to the plan. Was that expected with Curtis that there would be? I think more so than anything else, it was about seeing where he was when we got him back those first couple of days and just listening to him and honestly him talking about, you know, his hamstrings and lower back being sore and tight. One of the things that we wanted to do is we wanted to make sure that we brought him back the right way. So they have put a plan together. They've they've sat down. They went over it with Curtis yesterday uh, and they're implementing it now. And what will happen is you'll see there'll be ramp ups and then they'll, they'll slow it back down. There'll be ramp ups. There'll be times when he's interacting, getting, you know, some of the 11 on 11 work, stuff like that. But it's all part of the plan. You know, what the ultimate goal is really the regular season more than it is anything else. This has nothing to do with last year's groin injury or anything like that. This is just about the plan for him specifically.
0: I don't buy it. I don't buy it. anything Rivera's telling us when it comes to Curtis Samuel at all. I, I, I just want to just, I want to yell and scream at coach saying, stop lying to us. What the hell's going on with Curtis? He has not practiced as a Washington football team player more than three practices in a row, period. That's it. He can't get past that number three.
2: I don't understand it, to be honest with you, Ted. I, I really don't. Um, I understand that it's football. You're going to have some some booze and owls. It's just football. You're going to have it. But are they saying that he can't play through it? because now if this isn't his groin and this hamstring, and we know the hamstring is, the back is similar to the groin. Now, granted, they're all in three different spots, but it's like a car accident. You can't, and the person says, it's my back. Well, your back is like the hardest thing to diagnose. So, well, where is it? Your hamstring, very hard to diagnose. So it's almost like I hate to put this in the ether, but I feel as though the kid is getting over, and it's no different than. And I hate to sound like this, man, because you know this isn't my mo. But it's like, mom and dad, I'm sick. But well, what's wrong? I don't know. But I'm sick. But well, you don't have a fe. <laughs> you, you don't have a fever. You know, is your stomach hurt? No, I don't. I don't. That's what it seems like to get out of to get out of class. So the thing is. What scares me is, okay, here you are, it's game day. And because you haven't truly worked as hard as you needed to up to game day, like everyone else, when it finally is time for you to make that crucial move, you do pull your hammy. That's what scares me, bro. But when it actually counts, because you haven't done it all this time and you actually do it, is when you're gonna get hurt. It just
0: it drives me crazy because I don't count on him anymore. I'm seeing Jahan Dotson when I'm out there fielding punts. I'm praying, please don't ever have to go back there and catch a punt, Jahan, because they need to change the depth chart now. They need to put Jahan as the number two, and they need to put Curtis Samuel behind Dax and behind Kelvin Harmon because. I have zero faith in that guy at all. He hasn't done a single thing to warrant it. Was he a punt returner? Jahan?
2: No. Um, no, Curtis. Uh, Curtis. I don't know.
0: But just I'm just saying in general, Jahan is too important to this offense as a wide receiver to be fielding punts because we cannot count on Curtis. So yeah. everyone is saying Terry finally has another tier one receiver lining up Opposite of him, that ain't Curtis. It's Jahan.
2: Well, the same the same way you guys are protecting Curtis, you need to protect Jahan. And it's just practice. It, it is, but dude, if this was a poker game, it's almost like they're showing their hand to a degree, to a small degree. Or this could be the best fake that you've ever seen. <laughs> In regards <laughs> it, to it, well, the fact that Curtis. Not playing him here, not doing this, not doing that, you know. Maybe it's the biggest 52 fake out that we've ever seen in our lives, bro. To where he's not practicing. (laughs) But but something's going on. Yeah, his neck
0: and his back. I mean, his hamstring and his back. But (laughs) zero (laughs) chance they're faking this, man. I mean, I just... Brian Mitchell famously says, one of your best abilities is availability. availability and he is not available. So if you're Scott Turner, how can you game plan and install something for a player that you cannot count on? If he practices usually Tuesdays and off day, if he practices Wednesday and Thursday and they're doing installs, how can Scott put Curtis Samuel in that install plan? Because you don't know come Friday, if he's going to even be available to walk through, because he's got a boo-boo. And I'm not saying that's what it is. I'm just saying that some players play hurt. Ryan Kerrigan started, what, 139 games in a row. Curtis can't practice four days in a row. What the hell is going on? And it sounds like I'm panicking. I'm not. I just... I'm ready for us to just get rid of them. I'm ready for Damn. us just to cut bait and cut dump
2: bait. the guy. Wow. Now, now, originally, I think our first episode, second episode, I said something similar to that. and You were like, no, no, we don't need to cut bait. But now you're starting to see what I was saying as far as that's concerned. Because, well, it, uh, like you said, ability, availability, you, got, you can't have one without the other.
0: It, it, when I said that earlier, it was down to a cap number. So now it'd be a $19.6 million cap hit next year, $7 million cap hit. Can we afford that? Still sucks, but $7 million versus 19. Great. I just, I don't have any faith in Curtis Samuel being ready to play this season, being ready to grind anything out this season and do anything. And I don't want his potential availability to stunt the growth of a Jahan who should immediately move up the depth chart past Curtis because he is here and he can play X, Y, and Z. He knows every position. He can run every route in that route tree. So Scott Turner don't jeopardize what this offense can do because you hope Curtis Samuel might be able to be there because how many times last year were we told he might be here? Oh no, he's inactive this week. He's inactive every week as far as offensive. Mm.
2: That's brutal, bro. That's brutal. I mean, <laughs>
0: I don't know what else to do with him other than he's here. He's on contract. He's a part of the team. He's going to make the yeah. 53, obviously, because they're paying him so much. But yeah, he shows so many bright flashes like he, he juked. I can't remember who it was that day, but just really juked him out of his cleats. But did that screw up his hammy in his back? Did that one move? Like you said, when you're not ready to make that move and you make it, then you tweet something and you're done. Mm-hmm. I just, I don't know what to expect anymore with this guy. And I wish that we got more truth out of that because Rivera had that press conference, not press conference, Rivera had that discussion with the junks. And the next thing you know, he's just backtracking later. And this is a plan. And we know what's going on in this plan. You don't know. You have no idea what's going on in this plan. Don't tell me he's going to be okay. And then literally since that day, he has not practiced and done anything. And Pete Haley from Watch Football Talk podcast was joking around. It was almost like on Saturday's practice, they had him like Bernie from Weekend at Bernie's out there in his uniform, but not actually doing anything. Just so they didn't see him on the side field, just kind of hanging out BS. This kind of
2: reminds me of Sean Jackson. Although, at this point, Deshaun had more availability than Curtis. <laughs> I don't understand it. But once again, I said on an interview before, it's beyond my pay grade. But at the same time, if you're seeing this at this point, come on, guys. Like, I'm with you. Then make him second on the depth chart. Make him third on the Do something different until he can show you that, yeah, I can go a full go. I, I'm a, I really am a full go. Don't tease us. Don't so tease
0: us. to me, we talked about ego earlier with Carson. Hit his ego. You're not hitting his wallet. He's getting paid no matter what. Hit his really? ego. Yeah. Drop him on that depth chart. Put him behind Jahan. Give Jahan, maybe boost his up a little bit, even though I don't think he needs it. And then Kurtz will say, oh, hell no. This rookie isn't better than me. Maybe that will motivate him. To get rid of that hangnail and step on that field, I'm, I'm not. I'm just, you know, yeah. paraphrasing here. It. It's not a hangnail. He's got a hammy in a back. It could be something serious.
2: It, it but, could be, yeah.
0: Or he needs some mental motivation to get off his ass and off that side field and actually run some routes and do something consecutively, because I'm not seeing that.
2: And at this juncture in time in your life, this is the NFL. And if every little thing you do hurts you, then it's time for you to choose a different career. It really is. If every little thing, it seems like, oh, he cut to the left and because he cut to the left, it bothered his hamstring. It happens too much. It just does.
0: One of my mentors told me that you are your brand. Your brand is what people think of when they think of you. When I think of him, I think of just a bandaged little boy in a fetal position, Mm, which which is pretty harsh. But, you know, he – well, you know, that's that's what I see when I see him. And it's a joke now. When we're out at camp and you're out at practice, you get to see all the players walk down that field. What's Curtis wearing today? Is he going to be on the side field with Chase and with Logan Paulson or Logan uh, Thomas? Or is he going to be on the big boy field – with all the other receivers that are actually doing something, and right now he ain't on that big boy field. And I'd hold your breath if you think you're going to see him Saturday night at that practice, because I don't see that
2: happening. No, I don't see it happening either. I don't even see it happening for series. So it's almost like, well, why are you here, bro? But still early. Still early. If we're having the same, if we if, if we're still having this conversation week five or week three then we know something against detroit no actually that's that's week three is dallas no it's not week three is we got we got jacksonville and then we have week two home who's week three i forgot who we three. but if it's happening during week three then we know something
0: Yeah, no, and I think we'll know before then. And week three is the Eagles at home. So.
2: Eagles, yeah.
0: We'll we'll definitely know before then what's going on. And the team and Scott Turner, more specifically, needs to tailor his game plan and not count on the man. Not think he's going to be there and gear it towards your other weapons and have them gel with Carson. Because Carson's had a good connection with Dotson since OTAs and minicamp and during camp he has him and Terry haven't connected a ton during camp Terry actually was visibly upset the other day there was a red zone play Jamin Davis was lined up over Terry Terry's looking back at Carson like I'm gonna eat this kid up and any linebacker I'm not picking on Jamin Any linebacker matched up against Terry is a gigantic mismatch. So Mm -hmm. Terry's thinking, Carson, right here, let's go, bro. Six. Carson hikes it, completely ignores Terry, hits someone in the flat. He's been throwing so many bad balls that he was just trying to get rid of it that time to get something moving versus actually seeing the matchup and where he should have gone. And Terry isn't very vocal. But he actually threw his hands up in the air during practice, like, I'm wide open right here in the end zone. What the hell? It should have been to me. The read should have been me. Where are you going with that? And it's, you know, things like we are overanalyzing because we get to watch everything. But it's things like that that we just kind of hope they work on now because when it's live, week one versus Jacksonville, we can't be having that. No. But no. for those of you that haven't got a chance to see the team, the commanders did mention with a press release yesterday that they are going to do a rally in Richmond. So for those Richmond fans, North Carolina fans, South Carolina fans that haven't wanted to drive up or don't have lottery passes, they are having a commander's rally in Richmond at River City Roll Friday, August 26th, from 1 o'clock to 5 p.m. It's going to feature a series of activities and meet and greets with current Commanders players, including John Allen, Terry McLaurin, Logan Thomas, Carson Wentz, Coach Rivera, and select Washington legends and members of, get this, the Command Force. I'm sorry, I'll never get used to that. (laughs) They're going to have food, bowling. They're going to have photo booths, just a bunch of different stuff. You have to RSVP. Doesn't cost you a single thing. Commanders.com slash rally in Richmond. But for those fans that are down there, there's going to be a kid zone, a live band, a DJ. And when you sign up, you're entered in to win a commander's helmet. So I kind of want to sign up knowing I'm not going to go just to see if I can win that helmet
2: life-size life-size or mini
0: i don't know i got this mini helmet from uh camp the other day which you know it's nice i you know i want to stick it on my desk not gonna lie though i was asking a couple of the linemen out of camp how much for that helmet bro i got cash they wouldn't give it to me (laughs) but i'd love to have one
2: well i'm looking forward to trying to get down to richmond for the first official rally if you will um, the only thing that kind of gets me, if you will, is the fact that it's on a Friday from one to five. If it's going to be on a Friday, push it back a little bit. Give people see for whatever reason. I, I I swear I feel as though they they want to fail <laughs> because why would you do that on a Friday from one to five? And I understand that the players are going to be there. I I I got it. But it's a Friday. Push it back to maybe four to something. Because now, are people going to be able to get off of work? It's summertime. You know, kids are in camp. There's there's so many dynamics that are involved in this. And maybe it's because, as I said, it's a player aspect of things. They, they want to get the players down there and back, you know, pretty fast. But they could fire the jet up and fly to Richmond real quick and come back down. I know they're not going to drive. They're not going to get on, the, on 95 and get down there because otherwise they'd never make it. So make it a little later. Come on. That, that, I, that. I hear you. And I agree
0: that they should make it later. But I think part of the problem is now in their defense, they're giving people a lot of notice. So we're talking the 26th. It's August 2nd now. So more than 24 to 48 hours, like they gave us on the standby list, you're getting a ton of notice to try and call out. The team does have their last preseason game the very next day in Baltimore. And I do think that player appearances that are team mandated can't go past a certain point. So I don't think, and the players that I named, that's all subject to change. There's a gigantic asterisk on the web page because it's up to a player's discretion if they want to go down there, if they're able to go down there, if they're healthy enough to go down there. So if you don't see John Allen, don't blame me.
2: Or you don't but see Carson Wentz. Yeah, don't, don't, don't blame you. Yeah.
0: What I'm hoping is, hey, it's, it's an olive branch to those fans that were upset about you not coming to Richmond for camp. It's an olive branch to the fan base that hasn't had a chance to see these guys because practice is limited or don't want to drive for a nine o'clock practice in rush hour traffic up to Northern Virginia. Can you imagine coming from, and I know people that did it, but from North Carolina to get to Ashburn, how, what time you'd have to leave in the morning to get there?
2: Yeah. One in the morning, two in the morning, something like that. Yeah. So then the only caveat that I would say is don't put those players names on there. Just say players. Redskin players. I'm, damn, listen to me. Com- com- <laughs> command, commanders players. You know, it's ingrained. We know it is and it's going to be that way for a little while. But don't list actual players names. Just say Commanders players. Select select Commanders players will be here to take pictures, sign autographs, babies, whatever you want to call it. Because now what happens is when that player doesn't show up, like you said, you can't please everybody, but you set yourself up. That's all I'll say.
0: You do. And we've talked before that less is more with this team and Mm -hmm. John Terry, Logan Carson, specifically also, you know, especially Logan, they're not going to play in that third preseason game against the Ravens. Mm -hmm. So not worried about any of that happening. And We know that, you know, because of Dan Snyder's yacht tracker, that one of the Jets is at least back here because Tanya was at practice today. So, hey, maybe they can fly down to the Richmond airport and back up to Baltimore to BWY. Who knows? Mm -hmm. I just, I'm hoping fans take advantage of this because what's going to happen is if nobody shows up, then it's going to be, well, we put forth this effort and no one posted. So you guys obviously don't want this to happen so if you get a chance head on out there try and show up for the event because I think it's going to be fun and I, I really wish that they had some of these things in Ashburn. I love a photo booth I'm not expecting a DJ but giveaways, rally towels they're not giving away anything in Ashburn other than bottled water and a soda and some chips to give yep, away yeah. some rally towels and some other stuff would be awesome And there's going to be a pop up commanders team store down there. So if you want a chance to get some of the new swag, head on down to Richmond. You'll see hopefully rally down there. I guarantee you ain't gonna see me but send me a picture shoot me a tweet if you're there.
2: I'll be there and
0: you'll also see the new command force. So let me know how that goes
2: I need to see I need to see that.
0: I'm sorry, man. I just I think of just like a cheesy, like, 70s direct-to-TV, like, movie, just horrible superhero show that just failed. But, hey, this was uh, another great episode, my man Rally. We appreciate you all listening. We hope to catch you all next time. If you're out at camp tomorrow or the rest of the week or if you're out to practice on Saturday, look for Rally. We appreciate y'all jumping and joining us at the mess hall.
2: I look forward to seeing everybody Saturday at this practice. Remember, rep it hard, but don't rep it at all. Peace. Later.